maybe it's just a, a black thing, but I'm showing up to somebody's funeral. Excuse me. <laughs> How are y'all paying for this shit? And that person owes me $25 from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yellow. Magenta. Red. Purple. And you're listening to The Colors Podcast. All right, so today is a special day because it's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, technically, I think it's like the 12th or the 13th, but because we're working <coughs> women, we're doing it on the weekend. Um, and we, I just want to quickly do a little whip around of what Valentine's Day, what's the significance? Why do we even do it? Because I have a feeling men, uh, maybe not as woke men, but men have this tendency to think that Valentine's Day is a day where we just walk around like bashing men and talking about how trash men are, but that's not the case. So real quick, just bop around, say what Valentine's Day means to you. Um, For me, Valentine's Day is a day for me to hang out with my gal pals with little to no interruptions because we do have very busy lives and things that we do with our schedule so it's the one day that i'm able to set aside do fun things whether it's just lounging around going to dinner maybe grabbing a movie but it's time for me to spend time with my girl oh thanks magenta um hey it's red um galentine's day to me is just you know um loving up on the people who almost as close to family they just love you and you just love them and just you know really nurturing that time especially um being single and um really like just cherishing um those friendships because yeah um your friends have your back queen when ain't nobody there your girlfriend's got you so facts Valentine's Day, um, I didn't really know it was a thing because on Valentine's Day, I used to always just shower my friends or roomies at the time with boxes of chocolates and like little sweet notes because I just didn't want them to focus on romance. I wanted them to just celebrate love in general. But now, since it's actually a holiday on the 13th, um, I guess... Valentine's Day is a time that you celebrate your lady friends. And for me, um, <laughs> retweet, retweet everyone. She agrees. <laughs> um, for me, I think Valentine's Day is more of like a celebration of sisterhood um, because, I mean, we already hang out as it is. There's We don't need a special day to hang out. But True. I think this day is good because it's it's an intentional day we set aside where you, again, shower your friends with love, but also just take the time to remember how cru- uh, crucial your friends, the roles that they play in your life, but also just how that bond and that connection is so important, regardless if you're single or or um, taken because not all of us are single around this table. Some of us are in a situation. Some of us are married. So um, it's not necessarily about celebrating each other because you ain't got nobody, but it's celebrating um, your friendship more than anything. This podcast was not my idea. This is Yellow speaking. It wasn't my idea at first. Um, Purple had this idea about doing the podcast at, uh, for Valentine's Day, and I thought that was really sweet. 
because um, this podcast is a labor of love, <laughs> especially on my end, because I do spend quite a bit of time editing it. Um, and I thought, how cute would it be to do a podcast with the people I love Aww. on an occasion doing, you know, we, we love, love you, you yellow. She I. You ain't shit. <laughs> we got chocolate covered strawberries. Uh, Red made some delicious lasagna. Mm-hmm. Magenta gave us some really cute self care gifts. And um, I just showed up. Yep. <laughs> no, you brought a plant. Oh, yeah. That I won. <laughs> so, Thank you for Save yourself plant. now. Purple. Purple. Um, I'm taking that back home, actually. Um, but I actually, <laughs> on a more serious note, um, we were talking about this NPR article that discusses interracial rela- uh, friendships and how we navigate that space. And something that the article, I think, tries to directly get at is how even in interracial friendships, there is a huge degree of segregation just based off of the history of this country. Um, what was y'all's response to the article? And did you relate, connect, disagree, chit chat about it? I mean, the biggest thing that I've read is that racism is the elephant in the room when it comes to those relationships with women who are not of your race, essentially, or especially when it comes to women who fall on the latter end of the spectrum of racism. So therefore, it's something that is prevalent, it's something that shapes their day to day. So when they are faced with wanting to talk to it, talk about it in the moment, but their friends so happen to be on the opposite end or just white, there's a level of discomfort. Um, You also don't even really know how to talk to them about it because they're not going to really understand it. They may empathize, but it's it's still kind of nuanced to them because it's not it's not affecting them um and so that can cause a rift or not so much a rift it may be a rift but it it could cause you know an opportunity an opportunity to cultivate a deeper friendship it tends to kind of just like stay on a safe side on the surface um so um i believe black people enjoy talking about race and social justice but typically when they have these conversations they have them with their friends and when it comes to interracial friendships it's some people are able to talk about certain things up until a point right and so it's up until the point until I start feeling guilty or until I start feeling extremely uncomfortable or until I start feeling like I don't have the answer that's going to console whatever the question is that you have or the desire for an answer that you have and so I really like that it mentioned that in the article the article itself because or this conversation um because I felt the same way in relationships where I haven't had like black friends and then it's I really can't talk about this with them or in so many ways or another sometimes they've kind of shown where they are as far as their mindset is with how comfortable and how far they're willing to go with that particular conversation I would say even what's 
it's not enjoyable to have those conversations because most of the time you have to be, or you don't have to, but what you end up doing is having to be the person that has to explain everything. Well, the reason why you can't say nigga when the rap song comes on is because da 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 da. You know, you don't want to have to be the 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 spiritual guru, the 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 guy, the you know what is that what's that thing called like guardian angel through your oh, process process spirit animal culture we're not that person that's exhausting you were just um purple just got done talking about that how it's exhausting to have to be that person and you don't well we shouldn't have to be um yeah no i i absolutely agree um you because yeah you don't want to be you don't want to have to be the spiritual guy you don't want to have to be somebody's mama or mammy um in your friendship but i will say um, I know you typically ask the questions yellow and you typically like to roast, roast me like a marshmallow, but uh, I have a question. Um, so what happens when someone um, of color or I'm just a black person does not ascribe to uh, their race as much? They, they, they don't care to engage in those conversations. Um, they've maybe grown up around whiteness um, and, they, and because they've grown up around whiteness, they have white friends, but they still feel a disconnect in their friendships what what do you guys say to that are you asking like what what would i do if like i have a friend who is denying or maybe not aware of their let me let me first yeah, let me I, let me further yeah. elaborate okay so our big conversation has been that part of having interracial uh friendships is that they is that we enjoy or that maybe not so much enjoy but in response to oppression we like to um discuss and 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 um and make sense of it and, and find comfort in um and uh in that we're not alone in that struggle but there's some folks who don't actually care um who are who are of color who do not care to talk about that with their friends um white or black so what do but, but yet and still i'm still finding a trend that they do not always develop deep relationships with their in their interracial friend groups so i wonder what it, what else might there be to having a homogenous friend group um that maybe i guess supports them a bit more in developing a deeper relationship versus the other mm -hmm. i mean i would say for me um like when I grew up, I was on the swim team mm -hmm. and a lot of my interests at the time were not, you know, your typical black interests. Me and my sister, we were kind of like an offbeat type of person. So we kind of gravitated towards things that we like, but it didn't necessarily fall into the category of like what would be, you know, coded for like black culture. And so because of that, I found myself in spaces where I would be the only person of color or the only black person at that. And I, it's like you don't know what you don't know. So during that time, I didn't really feel like the need to even talk about racial things because I kind of suppressed those things that would happen. Those, I would call them at that time just like weird altercations or awkward moments with different circles or interactions with older folks. Mm -hmm. I didn't really attribute those situations with racism. It took me really when I went to an HBCU to kind of understand what life is like 
when you're in um, a system that wasn't perpetuated by white superiority. So when I came out of that and then came back to my hometown to live there for about a couple years, my <laughs> radar <laughs> was flared. I had a very low tolerance and I couldn't even hang out with certain social circles because I just felt like fighting everyone. And so it's twofold. So one, like ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. So when you are not aware of it because you've just never been faced with the truth, you can survive and live a happy life and never know that like you're faced with microaggressions all the time because you would just coat them as like, oh, they're just being weird, blah, blah, blah. Or you could just be like pretend. You could just pretend because you don't want to dive that deep because you haven't even unpacked that yourself. And it, it is a painful process. Mm. And you don't have the space. You built a whole life where there's no space where you feel like you can release that. So you kind of build up a very strong wall. Either way, it perpetuates you to like move forward in your life and shields you from all of that. So it's either you're too ignorant to notice or you just have thicker skin or have your blinders on. Yeah. Are you, are you asking Red, are you asking what would we do if we had a friend in our that was ex having that experience, or are you just asking what do you what do you have to say about that situation? What what explains what explains people of color who do not align with their blackness or their 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 ethnic um, origin? What makes them still desire? homogenous racially homogenous or ethnically homogenous friendships even when they don't care to talk about the impact of their oppression i th i think it's because we like to be around people that are like us mm -hmm. it is a natural thing um whenever i go somewhere you guys know this about me i look for black people it is inside me I look for them. There have been studies that show that like sometimes when black people move to areas where there are little to no black people, they have difficult times like coping with those environments because they look for everybody does it. They look for people that are like them. And I think that even if you're a person that I don't want to talk about racism, I don't want to talk about social injustice. But I still want to be with black people because there's a part of me that knows that I am attached to that group for the rest of my life. And I have to have some type of familiar, ugh, that word, but it has to be like a familiar, there's the familiar, comfortable space that I like being around like black people. I might not ever engage in the conversations. It could be, I could be the, chame the chameleon where it, they start talking about race and injustice, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to sit here in it, and I am going to marinate in all this information because it may be I feel as if my opinion may be a very unpopular opinion, which in some cases for those black people it is. Because of the environment that they've been raised in, I, I honestly think it's really because we look for, we yearn for a likeness 
and we automatically gravitate to the people that look like us because you know that they've been through what you've been through so that's the level of comfort and when it comes to those discussions you necessarily Mm -hmm. don't need to say anything because you live it because you're aware of it which is why you gravitate towards people like you okay i would say this back to purple's point having attended an hbcu I grew up a great part of my life in the deep south Bible built red state. And I went to, um, it was always like a decent mix of white people, black people, usually still more white people attended your school. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that attracted me to an HBCU was the fact that my entire academic career as a kid, I was always going to be the smart black person at least one of them and so it makes you feel a type of way because it made me feel disconnected from all of the other black people in school if they were going to pick a black person i was going to be one of those people and having attended an hbcu it was just like nah you don't have that anymore you're competing with the rest of us that have a like mind just like you and so it's like oh shit it's like a reality check for i've kind of had this level up my entire mm-hmm. career in school and mm-hmm. all these things. And then the connection is I'm at an HBCU where it's just like, nah, we've been living this life right. quite some time now. And it makes you feel the same way Purple was saying. When I went back home, it was just like, oh, this, this is some stupid shit y'all got going yeah. on. Because believe it or not, in the South, race and social injustice is not at the top of their list of things to talk about. Um, so it sounds like um, it sounds like your like your homogenous friend groups like they hold you accountable. Um, and even if you are willing, even if your uh, your blackness is is very much attached to you, or if it's not, you understand the the variety and the um, and the uh, the diversity within your blackness, and you and it holds you accountable um, when you see so many examples. Um, and we were just talking about this, um, but when people um, are dating interracially, we all we often notice that like a lot of times there's this like stereotype. Oh, like they you cannot call out your 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 spouse who, or your partner or your situationship. You cannot count. The, you cannot call them out when they are not like when they're about something that's like maybe rooted in their culture because you can't relate but people of the same culture can do that or the same race or ethnicity can do that because there's a comfort and there's an understanding that we are not a monolith and so you can hold each other accountable to be your very best self um this is to say that people in interracial um friendships or relationships can't do that either but um your friend your interracial friends your i mean your um your uh your 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 friends are the same yes your your homogeneous friends can actually do that because they know that um they're not guided by stereotype or by um monolith they know they know that there's diversity within your blackness um And I know even with the celebrating Valentine's Day, it's funny because these are the conversations that we actually have when we're sitting in each other's living rooms 
and we're having wine or yes. shit. We out having drinks. Like these I mean, are we're the cursing convers- a lot more. In- yes. Oh, a lot <laughs> Red, more. Read in these questions. I kind of want to talk about what you all think because we all have had our trials and tribulations and maintaining, ending friendships with people. Um, what do you think has been the biggest value in your friendships? And specifically, let's be real, in your... Because I feel like for all of us, our closest friends are either... I, I, black. I would just say black, yeah, black. <laughs> black. We black. My black. Yes, it's black. It's black. 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 In February. In February, my friends are black. Black. <laughs> oh my god. No, but but that's a good question. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it's different than your. I'll be real. It's very different than your white friends. Like you know what I mean? Because for me, I have a different set of expectations for my white friends. It's not clear. It's not intentional, mm-hmm. but it's just what ends up happening because they have they don't have the um, common experience for me to. Well, well, they they don't understand that, so I can't expect them to understand. You know they don't I mean? have um, a black card. The I'll, black card gives yo, you a pass. The black card, yeah, like you gotta card. have a pass, and they don't have the pass that allows them to say certain things certain things around you because it's automatically going to be a trigger and regardless if we like name it or not there are just some things our white friends can't do they know that they can't do and they don't even bother asking us because we've already set the stage to be like yeah don't even try that shit around me no I 100% agree um I was somebody who really didn't have too many um this is red by the way um, I didn't have too many. They know by um, now. They know by now. Hey, you know, just got to make sure. I got to step myself. Um, but um, I haven't really had too many white friends um, for this very reason. I feel like it's a lot to do with cognitive load. A lot of times I feel like there's so much thought that goes into what you say, how you say it, what you look like, um, and also the the evils of comparison. Um I don't have as much of that with my black friends. I feel um, 100% safe um, in that, like, I can really see them. They can really see me, whether our friendship flourishes or not. Um, They can be 100% vulnerable, like, through your daily experiences. It's really hard to, you know, be having a good-ass conversation and to be having some drinks and or blunt even and having to bite your tongue. Having to bite your tongue. And I think that's really hard. Or just fear of being perceived as too black. You know what I mean? Like, not to say that's a bad thing, but in their sense it is. Because you're making them uncomfortable. And they don't want to, you know, unpack that. Oh, and Red said something about comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) And I just want to pin that because a lot of times we do it not just in our homogenous groups, but we do it in our interracial groups. There's a comparison and what it does is it it puts this doubt in us and then we don't get to enjoy ourselves as much. We're not as vulnerable. We don't have as a, much of a good time. And so I really like that you brought that point up, but. Uh, uh, but, but, but a sense of comparison, and I, and I bring it back to this, like you're gonna, like if you're someone who, like myself, who finds yourself comparing yourself to a lot just to a lot of people it's something very precautious about comparing to 
um to comparing your your job prospects or your your attitude towards certain events with your black friends versus comparing your racial your racial features or your um, things that you just simply can't change comparing your your privilege to your white friends these are things you cannot change and it's very um while comparison could be really a it could be a positive thing could help it can motivate you it can hold you accountable um but I find that in your white friend groups, a lot of times those things are rooted in a helplessness that um, that you won't see in your black friendships. Like I said, you can compare yourself, whether to your black friends or, which is not always great to just do that, but you can do it to anybody. But when you're doing it with your white friends, you might find yourself not being able to really actually problem solve. And it could just make you feel very resentful um, for things that you have no control over and sometimes things that your white friends don't even have control over and it's hard to develop deep friendships when you don't have um when you when you have a bit of resentment or um when you don't actually truly believe in the core of you that who they are and that includes their race is um is 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 100 you feel 100 percent safe around them